Hey fellow brain pickers, how would you like to get featured as a guest on multiple podcast shows like this one and get massive exposure? Getfeatured.media will get you featured on targeted shows. They'll design a custom bio page, pitch you to the hosts, schedule a time, prepare you for the shows and promote you so you get even more brand exposure. Head over to getfeatured.media to get major publicity for your brand. Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hi, fellow brain pickers, and welcome to episode 60 of Can I Pick Your Brain? My guest today is just an ordinary guy who likes to play tennis with Sir Richard Branson, have a good laugh with Mike Tyson, and enjoy a good meal on Tony Robbins' private jet. But don't be fooled. This guy was at one point a serious risk to his own life. In fact, he was so depressed that he couldn't eat with a knife in case he used it on his own throat. He was also scared to walk in the street in case he threw himself in front of a car. Anil Gupta, who currently teaches on Richard Branson's Necker Island about the secret to happiness, is the perfect example of someone who didn't accept his situation and chose to focus on how to become happy no matter what. He has spoken at Harvard and been featured on Fox News amongst many other major media outlets. Anil is also the author of the transformational book, Immediate Happiness. And his mission is to help as many people as he can find immediate happiness. Anil, welcome to the show and thanks for letting me pick your brain. Hey, thanks for a wonderful intro, Daniel. I I promise your uh, listeners amazing content today. Okay, great. I hope so, because otherwise uh, you're fired. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say that uh, just before we went live... um, we I did, we did a little video um like we we I saw you on on uh, on your Skype video and I saw that you wear a t-shirt with a heart on it and I actually noticed on your website all the pictures that you that you have with all the little cele- all the celebrities that you hang out with you've got this heart what's that all about well you know it just came as an accident um uh, I I I was uh just talking about what I did for 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 my for my life and I thought what my mission is and what's 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 me all about and I'm all about love and I said what's a symbol for love and I thought oh it's obviously a heart so mm-hmm. yeah, well, I thought then you know what could I do with a heart I could put it on my sleeve I could put it on my chest if I put it on my sleeve no one would see it if I put it on my chest people would notice it and I thought you know what let's just try that so I got a shirt done mm-hmm. and it felt really good and <laughs> a, a, a beautiful thing is this is the only shirt I wear 95 percent of the time so that I don't have to worry about or think about do my clothes match. If they don't match, I don't really care. Hmm. Do you wash it, though, or do you just wear the same one all day long every day? I, I've, I've got to. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because that's, I mean, I don't know, I, you're, you're married, right? Are you, you're married, I, pretty, I saw you with kids. I don't know if you're still... Yeah, I, I've, I've got 64 shirts. I, I've got... Um, 64 uh, shirts, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Because, fine. you know, I don't have to worry about it. So they've got different designs on the back. Uh, yeah, I've been married 28 years. My son is 25, and my daughter is 23. Oh wow, that's incredible! How many? So you've got uh, two, two, uh, two children? 
Uh, correct, yes. Wow, very nice. So I want to get, obviously, my listeners probably, they're, very, they're itching to find out, how does this guy play tennis with Richard Branson and get, you know, to have a laugh with Mike Tyson and, and share a private jet with, with Tony Robbins? That, those are like, I'm guessing, the, the questions that my listeners, including myself, I'm, I'm curious to know how you went there. But before we get there, I kind of want to go back to your upbringing. What was it like growing up? And, and also take us through that period of your life where you... You, you lost everything and you got so depressed that you were suicidal. So I, I was brought up in London and I, and I was brought up as a coconut. So, uh, Daniel, do you know what a coconut is? Uh, in Thailand, they drink coconut juice. <laughs> so a coconut means I was brown on the outside and white on the inside. So at home, I was brought up as an Indian, as an Indian family. But when I went to school, uh, all the kids were white. So there were only three brown kids and the rest were white. So... I, I really didn't know where I stood, and that was a, a, a really big conflict for me because I really didn't know anyone that I could speak to. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I, I handled that as we all do. Went to university, became an optometrist, and then I started um, uh, going to an event uh, w- which was run by Tony Robbins. And I thought, this is nice. I enjoy this, <laughs> and it's it, he, he, his content seemed to resonate very well with me. So I joined something called the Platinum Partnership where you mm. pay a ton of money and then you get to travel with him for a year. And that's how I, I got to be on that plane with him. I spent uh, over an hour and a half picking his brain, asking him questions. And, can, uh, can I just and stop you there for a just want to stop you there for a second. How much was the course? You said you had a, it was a year membership to Tony Robbins? Yeah, it, it was, I think it was $65,000. That's a chunk of change. I tell you, I would, I would pay half a million for that right now. Really? So, first of all, before we go any further, I just want to ask you, how did you afford to pay 65 million? A lot of people listening to this, a lot of people don't earn $65,000 a year to begin with at, at that age. I'm, I'm assuming you were, how old were you then? Um, I think 40. Oh, so you, okay, so you, and you already were successful in business at that point? I, I was, but I didn't have the money, but I knew that it was something I wanted. So I borrowed the money. You borrowed the very, money, okay. Yeah, of a very good relative of mine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was a struggle, but I knew it was the right thing to do. And because of that, I, I started to earn even more money because I knew that I had to get it done. Um, so um, what, happens a, very, what happens in life is not what happens in life, it's who you mm. become. It's a very bold move, though, because to take $65,000 and put it down, it's, it's a big risk. I mean, what, 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 why, why did you make that decision? What prompted you to make that decision at that time in your life? You know, I, I, I felt there was something missing, and I didn't know what it was. And I, I, I wanted to, to get to a different level. I wanted to be a different person. I wanted my potential to come out. And I saw an, an opening, a guidance, a teacher that really resonated with me in, in, in so many different ways that I felt a total compulsion to do it. And what would you say, I mean, you know, you said you, you picked his brain for an hour and a half. What would, what would be the, like, the three major things you took from that that, that changed your life? You know, um, I, I can't actually recall. Uh, I, I would just ask him questions. Uh, I, to be honest, I cannot recall. So let me but ask I, you this I, instead. Let yeah. me ask you this. Being around Tony Robbins, I mean, you know, being in close proximity to him, I mean, I've seen his stuff and I, I'm, it's electrifying. He's got so much energy. 
what what makes him so special because he is he's a special human being what what makes him special what do you think just being around him what did you take from being close to him he has the most the most greatest ability to sense where people are what's missing in their lives why they're upset mm-hmm. he has a, a great insight into human behavior he's obviously very energetic and he's always seeking knowledge and always seeking knowledge um but he he understands human behavior like no other human being on the planet his delivery uh, uh, is incredible it's it's such a beautiful thought out uh, empathetic delivery he mm-hmm. cares so much for people i've seen him change millions of people's lives wow oh that's incredible so after that what was next like what happened next uh, after you you were part of his platinum program. Then what happened? Well, um, after that, my wife attended one of his events in Hilton Head here in the States. Mm-hmm. And then she came back and said, honey, we have to move. <laughs> and I said, I'm not moving. You know, I, everything's set here. I'm in a, and I'm in a great place. <laughs> and, but at the end of the day, I realized that she was right. I was just scared. But mm-hmm. I asked myself uh, this one question. What's the right thing to do? My kids were 9 and 11. My son had just passed his 11 plus. Mm. And I realized that I really didn't want him to be an academic uh, because there was so much pressure, especially on Indian kids, to succeed and, and be successful. And I thought, look, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I asked myself, what's the right thing to do? And it, as soon as I asked that question, the answer came straight away. That's a gutsy move to take your, your two kids at 9-11, it's a tough age, and move completely different countries. You know, it's a whole, that's a, that's a huge, bold move. You know, in retrospect, it, it seems that way. But w- when you do the right thing, uh, a beautiful thing happens. Your vibrational energy changes. You become unstoppable, and you know that it has to be done. So there's no resistance. There's no. There's nothing to 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 fight because you know that that's the only way. Hmm. And I love that because you know uh, we've only been on the call for nine minutes, and already you've told me two things that have. You know, because when you when I come across someone like you and the people listening, uh, when they come across someone like you and they see that you're rubbing shoulders with Tony Robbins and Richard Branson and Mike Tyson and all the other celebrities, it's there's no different. I always ask myself, why is he different to me? What what's he got that I don't have? Right when I watch Tony Robbins on stage, I ask myself, why am I not on stage? And why is Tony Robbins not sitting in the audience listening to me, right? Because when you start asking questions like that and you make bold moves, that's how you become successful. And with you, you see with just two things we just discussed, which is one, you put down $65,000 you didn't have. You borrowed it because you knew you needed to make a decision. You needed to make a change. Nothing was going to change without you doing something. And you did that. And then the second thing that you did, which was huge, is that you moved countries to get closer to him because you knew, again, it would transform your life. But you took action. You didn't just sit there going, that would be a great idea. Well, we didn't move uh, countries to be near him. We just moved countries because we felt it was the right thing to do. Okay, and if but, I could share one yeah. thing, if, you, if, if your listeners just do this one thing, I promise them their life will change. And it's a quote from Steve Martin. This is what he said. He said, be so great that you cannot be ignored. That changed my life. So how do you do that? I mean, right now, how are you doing that in your life right now? How are you being so great that you can't be ignored? I'm 
Uh, I'm on your podcast. <laughs> Good answer. You, you, you emailed me first thing this morning. Hey, can you can you do a last minute show? I said, of course I can. Mm. I did a podcast at uh, ten o'clock this morning as well. So, what it is is just be your greatness. Stand up and don't be afraid. Just go out there. Be unstoppable. Be invincible. Be your greatness. Do your research. Be energetic. Get up earlier. And take the focus away from you and start serving other people. In the moment you serve other people, there is no pain. Mm, yeah, no, very, very true. And going back to your story, that, that point of where you were suicidal, how, how old were you then? Um, 2008, I was 48. So this is after you've been through Tony Robbins' program. This is after you've moved countries, which you thought was going to help. What happened? Can you lead us up to that point in 2000? I'm, I'm guessing already. I mean, everybody pretty much knows, right? 2008. Yeah, we know what happened, right? Yeah. I'm sure you lost a lot of money. So can you talk us through that? I mean, how much money did you did you lose? Oh, it, it was millions of dollars. And, Mi- wow. And, but, you know, the, the thing is, uh, I knew what to do. But people think that knowledge is power, but it's not. I was frozen. I was in a bad state. I, I, would, I would drink cough syrup or any fluid to try and get me out of that state Gosh. Uh, just just it was a terrible ex- existence and experience in the past i've been through pain i've, I've lost money before hmm. but i could always work my way out of it but this time i thought no, i can't i'm 48 the real estate market's gone i can't practice my profession what else am i supposed to do and i felt a failure and and <laughs> i'll share a story with you i thought anil you're such a failure. Even if you tried to commit suicide, you'd mess that up too. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry to laugh at that, but that's just... It's funny. Isn't it? <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. But uh, did, you, did you attempt suicide at all? Or were you just no. worried? You just were scared? I didn't have the courage. I was, I was a coward. You were a coward to do it. Right. Well, thank God I, you were, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank God too. Because, you know, one of the thoughts that went through my head is what would my dad think of me? How would it affect him? How would it affect my kids? In the moment I started thinking of other people, Hmm. the pain disappeared. So whenever you're in pain, it's always focused on you. In the moment you serve, in the moment you give, the pain will disappear. And the more you give, the more joy you will bring to other people and the more joy comes back to you. Well, that's very interesting. So in other words, you're saying that people who are depressed or who are feeling down, feeling suicidal, are actually just being very self-absorbed. And selfish in a way. Well, it's not that they're self-absorbed. They're just focusing on themselves. In, in, in the moment they perform an act of kindness, they cannot be depressed as long as it's a true act of kindness in that they don't want anything in return. So that, that's what ex- that, that experience helped me to get out of my funk because I started helping people. And I realized, oh, this is good. I, I, I like the feeling of this. So I started doing more. And that got me from being unhappy to a happier place and then the momentum builds, and then it becomes an addiction. So how can you take us through that process? Because you're 48 years old, you've lost millions of dollars, you have, you, in your mind, there's no way out of this. Um, how do you go from being so down to then suddenly having the idea to say, hey, why don't I go out and help people? How did that well, come it, about? It was a transition. Um, Tony Robbins did an intervention on me. His wife did one. His wife's brother did one. And then my wife did one. I was really very stubborn in those days. I still am, but you know, but in a, in a nice way. Right. And then I, I said to my wife, "Honey, I, I've got something terrible to tell you." And she sort of knew that something was on. Mm. I said, "Look, 
I, I lost everything. I've lost all, all the money that we had and, uh, and more. She said, oh, thank God. I said, what do you mean, <laughs> thank God? She said, no, I thought it was something serious. I thought you had cancer. Oh, yeah. wow. She said, look, I don't care about the money. As long as I'm with you, we'll sleep in the street if we have to. Wow. That's not what I was expecting. I was doing all this for her. And she said, look, I never asked you for money. It's amazing. I never wanted that. And that sort of woke me up. And, you know, for the listeners out there, ask the people that, that love you the most and that you love the most, what is it you want from me? And you'll be surprised. It's not the money. They want you to be present. They want you to be happy. They want you to be uh, full of joy and not stressed. So then you went out. How did you help people? How did you go out to, to help other people? So my wife asked me a question. And she said, what do you love to do? And she said, and I said, look, I love to coach. She said, why don't you do that? I said, okay. And I had a, another friend of mine. And he said, Anil, why don't you run some seminars? I've seen the impact you've had on me and my wife. Hmm. Why don't you do an event? I said, look. He said, no, what's going on? Uh, I said, well, you know, I'm scared. He said, what are you scared of? He said, look, if what, what happens if no one turns up? And he said, look, if no one turns up, no one will know. <laughs> I said, I, I can do that. So my first event was six people, then 10, 20, 50, 100, 200. And wow. last year, I spoke in front of 10,000 people. Oh, my that goodness. That would never have happened. That would never have happened if I hadn't taken Steve Martin's advice. That's incredible, but... And Richard Branson's advice. He said, Richard, this is what Richard said to me. He said, always say yes and work it out afterwards. Mm, I love that. That's amazing. Can, before we get to Richard, because obviously we, we all want to get to Richard here, but I want to go back to your first event because you said you, you said you had six people show up. Now, obviously, fast forward, you said last year you, you spoke in front of 10,000, which is amazing, right? We all... We all want to, well, I don't know about we all, but I would love to, I'd love to get on stage, right? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people sitting there listening here going, I don't want to get in front of 10,000 people. I would love to get in front of 10,000 people. But here's the thing. You got on stage, okay, and six people showed up. Now, to be honest with you, between you and me, Anil, I would prefer that nobody shows up than six. Because six means that now there's six people looking around going, oh, this guy's a loser. Look at this. There's only six of us here. Whereas if nobody showed up, I could just go home and it's like, okay, nobody knows, right? Like you said. What were you yeah. thinking when you showed up and only six people and, you know, just showed up? What, what were you thinking? No, I, I was, uh, to be honest, I was gobsmacked because I thought six people paid to come and see me. <laughs> they paid money. They, they took flights to come and see me. Wow, uh, I was I was very uh, uh, humbled. Uh, but the interesting thing was, I I I had to, I, I co-presented with someone, and I I paid him to co-present with me because I didn't have the confidence to do the, the first event by myself. And in fact, mm. I paid him to come to the second event. And <laughs> after the second event, my wife, this is again, this is she's such a beautiful soul. Mm -hmm. She said, "Honey, why why are you paying him?" To, 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 to come to your event. Uh, they, they don't want to listen to him. They want to listen <laughs> to you. They love, they love the interventions that you do. Mm -hmm. I said, really? <laughs> yeah, and I, and I thought that he was the one they wanted to listen to because he had a lot more structure. Mm -hmm. But I had no structure, but I did the one-to-one -one interventions which caused transformation in people's lives. That's incredible. It's really, really powerful. How did you, so how did you end up meeting Richard Branson? Let's, let's get to that. What, how did that happen? 
I, I, I was just very fortunate to be in a certain place at a certain time, and I joined a, a mastermind group that allowed us uh, to be able to go to his island for uh, half a day. Okay. So we went on the island, and uh, we had a picnic on the island. And uh, he, he, he just came in on, on a, a little boat. Uh, <laughs> like then, Richard does, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, he just walked on casually. No one said anything to him. And I, and I thought, that's Richard Branson. <laughs> and, I thought, and my son said, yeah, that's him, Dad, that's him. And we were excited, <laughs> but no one seemed to be excited. Hmm. <clears throat> so he sat down and I, I started talking uh, with him. And then my son started talking to him, you know, very casually. And m my son recalled an experience on Virgin Atlantic where... Uh, can I share this experience with you? Absolutely, for sure. So, uh, Tony Robbins did an event in London and he was flying back to New York. My son happened to be flying first class on the same plane as him. Mm -hmm. So, my son called me, he said, Dad, you won't believe who's on the plane with me. And I said, Well, it has to be Richard Branson. He said, No, 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 Dad, it's Tony Robbins. I said, Well, <laughs> you work, actually, my son works for Tony. He said, Well, you work for him. So, what's the big deal? Hmm. He said, Dan, I'd love to sit next to him. I said, well, why don't you go and sit next to him? He said, well, there's someone sitting there. I said, look, ask him to move. He said, Dad, I, I can't do that. I said, look, this is what you need to do. Go up to the man, ask him if he'll move. If he doesn't move, give him your watch. But, Dad, I love my watch. He said, it doesn't matter. It's a story you'll tell for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. So he went up to the man. He said, uh, so would you, would you mind if I sat here? I, I'm a big fan of this gentleman. And the guy looked at him. He, he didn't know what to do. He said, look, here, here's my watch. I'll, I'll swap you my watch for your seat. And the, wow. the gentleman said, no, 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 it's okay. Uh, if you help me move my stuff, uh, I'll do it. So my, my son got to spend the whole flight with him uh, <clears throat> coming back from London. So we shared that story with Richard and wow. uh, uh, Tony had writ uh, sent my son an uh, audio of that encounter. So we played that to Richard. So that's how we got connected. That's so awesome. I love that story yeah. because again, it just, and this is what's incredible and so powerful is that your son is basically taking after his father, right? You, you, you're basically his role model. He, he looks up to, he sees his dad taking these kind of actions where, you know, you pay $65,000 that you can't afford because you know that you need to transform your life and you risk it to do that. You move countries because you know it's going to be the right thing for you and your family and you do it even though it's scary as hell, Right. And then you go from being so depressed and so like, like, ugh, lifeless to suddenly going and putting yourself on a stage. It's like being naked. I mean, you know, it really is. It's like really stripping down into your birthday suit in front of people because you've never done it before. You don't know what they're going to think. And yet you do it. You step on that stage. And now this story of your son is just like a perfect example of how if you as a listener don't do it for you do it for your children if you don't do it for yourself I mean you should do it for yourself but if you don't do it for yourself do it for your children you know do it as an example be an example because this is incredible how many people have had an opportunity to speak to a celebrity or somebody that they look up to and they don't take that opportunity because they're scared and there's your son on the plane and he's got this opportunity to go and sit with Tony Robbins for the full length of a flight and so many people would literally I can imagine so many people just literally being in the same situation going oh wouldn't it be great if I could sit next to him and that's it all it is is it's just a thought but your son took great. action he went there and he said and you know what he could have been turned down but so what at least he tried but he did it and it worked it's amazing 
It is, and, and the story doesn't stop there. So, so next year we went back to the same island. Again, mm-hmm. we were there for the afternoon. Yeah. And my, my son uh, approached Richard and said, Richard, um, I just stayed at your hotel in Chicago, and I, I noticed a few things. Uh, would you like me to share them with you? Mm-hmm. And Richard, he said, uh, Richard said, just one minute. He got a pen and paper and started taking notes. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. And then he wrote something down and he handed something to my son. And my son said, what is this? He said, look, son, this is my personal email. Woo! I'm going to, you email me. I will personally invite you to the grand opening of the hotel. Gee. Okay. Sorry, the story doesn't stop there. Wow. So my son and I went to the grand opening of the hotel. Uh, you know, we met all the dignitaries and we met Richard and uh, we took some video. But the, the night before, this lady started talking to me and she kept on asking me all these questions. <laughs> you know, she saw my heart. And I said, you know, I, I, whenever anyone asks me about anything, I, I'm delighted to share. And then she asked me, what are you doing? To, what time's your flight tomorrow? I said, well, why are you asking me that? I said, well, it's at 12. She said, great. Would you like to be on my show? I said, of course I would. You know, taking <laughs> Richard's example. And then, yeah. I, then I asked her, what show is it? She said, oh, it's Fox News. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Fox News. <laughs> and then guess what happened? I lost mm. my voice. Oh, no. I lost, I was up all night. I, I oh. rang up my friend who's a voice coach. He guided me through. But that's what happens as human beings. We get scared. But yeah. I, I was not going to let this beat me. So, and the beautiful thing was I got, got to the, um, the show and she just asked me random questions, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. And she could have asked me anything, but there was a live call. And from there, we went to breakfast at Richard's hotel. And the story doesn't stop there. So as Richard <laughs> was coming to breakfast, I said, hey, Richard, here's you on the show. He said, hey, hey, guys, I'm really sorry, but um, I can't stop. Do you mind if I have breakfast and go, go to my meeting? I'm a little bit late. Can you see how polite this gentleman was? Do you yeah. mind if I have breakfast? Amazing. Then the story doesn't stop there. As he was leaving, he squeezed my son's shoulder. He didn't have to do that. And I said, son, this is a mark of a true champion, a true leader. Hmm. What, what do you think? I mean, spending time with Richard Branson, one of the things that I always notice about him is he's always he always looks so happy like genuinely happy not just like he's putting it on he he genuinely looks like he's having a freaking great time right do you think it's the money do you think it's because he's so wealthy or do you think it's something else and if so it's what? not the money it's not the money i can absolutely guarantee it's not the money there were i asked him what are the most two important things in your life and he said relationships and health he's surrounded by amazing people Everyone there is out to have fun. Uh, he treats them with great dignity and humbleness and kindness. Um, like, I'll give you an example. I, I was playing tennis with him, and then we were at the tea station. Uh, mm-hmm. I said, oh, Richard, uh, would you like me to make you a cup of tea? He said, no, no, it would be my pleasure to make one for you. <laughs> Stop it. What? Really? Uh, and I, uh, we were on uh, another beach, and I, I offered to take his plate away from him. He said, no, I'll take it. It's so yeah, awesome. It, wow. Yeah. It's so easy for someone like him to yeah. be lazy. And I asked, we asked him another question. How do you prevent, uh, you know, all the temptations? You know, you get people throw themselves at you, food, mm. alcohol, and, mm. and, and your listeners can listen to this and it's, it's life changing. He said, before I leave the house, I say no. 
I say no to temptation. Goodness me, that's... That's so powerful. That's because so powerful. Right. If you don't do that and you're in that moment and you have that moment of weakness, it's so easy to, to be tempted. How did you but, end up getting to play tennis with him, though? That's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, it's one thing to meet him on the island. I mean, that's huge in its own right. But playing playing a good game of tennis, I'd love to, I play tennis myself, so I'd love to uh, have a good game of tennis with him. But how did you how did you hook that up? You just it, asked him? Again, it's just, just being there at the right time at the right place um, and asking, hey, would, uh, do you want to knock up? Uh, <laughs> do you uh, want to knock up? <laughs> And, and, and he did, and you know, uh, we played, and he, he he would beat me six one six zero. Oh, really? Then, He's good. And then uh, I said, "Look, you know, I, I, you played really well." He said, "Well, Neil, you know what your problem is?" I said, "No." He said, "Well, you don't have any stamina." I mm. thought, "Yeah, you're right." And he said, "Look, if you want to improve, you have to play singles." I said, "Well, I don't like playing singles." He says, "Well, then you won't improve your stamina." Mm. I said, "You know what? I'm going to improve my stamina." So I started playing singles, mm-hmm. and I came back and. And we played in a tournament, and I beat him. No and, way. Yeah, really, I beat him. And then no. uh, uh, I'll share the funny story. Yeah. So I, I, he, he was going to hit me with his ball, so I bent over, and he hit the ball, hit my bum. <laughs> and, I, and I thought, hey, Richard, that's the best shot you've played all day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, you know, he's so playful. He's so it's playful. brilliant. It's brilliant. And, and, and I also noticed that you, you know, you had, uh, there's a video of you. I love this video, but I'm going to, for those of you listening, I'm going to share the video in, uh, in the show notes. So if you want to jump over there after this and, and go look at it, it's, it's hilarious. But you, you spent some time with uh, Mike Tyson on, on Necker Island and you guys are like having such a laugh. I've never seen Mike Tyson in this kind of playful mood. And he was like pretending to bite your ear off you know it's quite scary actually but um how, how did that come about as well with uh, with mike uh, again the secret to life is to give so i, I met uh, uh, mike uh, earlier on and i offered some advice about children how to bring up children how to you know guide children in a particular way i spoke to his wife and then she started asking me questions and then later on i happened to bump into them and they said hey would you mind having a chat with us and i did and uh, that's how it happened but the secret to to living is giving you have to give first you can't expect people to uh, give you anything if you start giving i promise you that that's uh, one third of my happiness equation is to give and if you give in order to just to give without wanting anything in return amazing things will start happening but that's pretty crazy i mean to offer advice to mike tyson on how to raise his children you're lucky he didn't punch you in the mouth right i mean it's like hey mike uh can i teach you how to raise your kids what you say <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it's bam you know well, how did you approach that i mean I, I i don't know i feel like people listening to this are just going to be like I, I, i'm sorry how does this guy get in these positions how do you suddenly just somehow meet people like this and, and then somehow get into such conversations with them and and do you know what i'm saying like to you it you sound so like by the way right and this is the thing as well i hope you don't mind me saying this but you're just an average you're like you're just your average guy you're not you're not an actor you're not a a a basketball famous basketball player you're not a a president or or any kind of celebrity that would kind of You'd expect them to hang out with celebrities, but you're just like an average, an average coconut. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right? How come... Um, I, I just How do you build relationships like that? Well, again, you can't thrust yourself on people. So uh, <laughs> there was a certain situation, an opening, so to speak, where I, where I said, hey, you know what, I, I have my opinion on this. Would you like to hear it? And he could have said no. And I would have said, okay, that's fine. And there was no attachment. I wasn't trying to get into his life. It just happened to do the, be the right thing. It, even if it was you, I would have done the same thing. I was talking to someone earlier on today, and I, and, uh, uh, I just gave her some advice, and it was for free. I, I wasn't looking for anything in return. Hmm. So the secret is to listen, to be wanting to give, have no attachment, and also you have to be in integrity and authenticity. So, so when you see me, you'll see that I, I, I'm, I'm fairly peaceful and kind and generous and loving. My vibrational energy will resonate well so hmm. that you will want to come and spend time with me. That's very interesting. Let me ask you this. You know when you get into an elevator and there's like people in the elevator that you don't know, <clears throat> everybody kind of quickly switches their iPhone on and like starts scrolling through as if they've got something to look at, but nobody really has anything to look at. They just don't want to make eye contact. It's too awkward. What do you do uh -huh. when you get in an elevator? <laughs> you, shall I tell you what I do? Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> You're kidding. I, You're I'm, kidding. I, I'm sorry I'm late for this meeting, but uh, <laughs> really, that's what I do. That's what I do. You are joking me. Come on. You really do that? What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's just one of those situations. People just don't, they just don't do that. It's awkward. It's weird. It's like, I don't know. You, you're like, you're, you're the weird guy. Oh my God, there's a weird guy in the elevator. I hope it, we don't get stuck, you know? What, yeah. can, can I ask you this? What happens? What kind of reactions do you get when you do that? Well, people smile. And people start talking. They say, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I like that. Or, <laughs> really, and then you just try it. Try it. Right, okay. Homework, At, for, homework for your, for, for your uh, viewers was, and listeners. Try it. I, I was just going to say action step, action step for those listeners, okay? Because you know what? This whole, this whole chat that, that Anil and I have had has been absolutely incredible so far. I mean, it's, it's incredible and incredibly inspiring. But like I always say, inspiration and knowledge, like you said, Anil, are worthless if you don't actually do anything about it and put it into action. And everything that we've been talking about, you know, meeting Richard Branson and Tony Robbins and Mike Tyson, all these guys, all happened because you took action right so for those listening to this i want you to practice this i think the easiest way to practice because to be honest with you to say to to, to to tell you to get on stage and and just uh, do a seminar that's that's a bit too much for right now but just just for little homework the next time you get into and i'm going to do this myself because i hate this this is really cringe but next time you get into <laughs> an, I, seriously next time you get into an elevator i want you to say what was it, Nanil? Hey, guys. <laughs> what was it? Uh, sorry, I'm you can say, hey, guys, I'm, I'm sorry for uh, being so late for this meeting. Or the other thing you can say is, uh, hey, guys, um, you're all wondering why I called you in for this meeting. <laughs> I and, love it. Absolutely love and, it. And the topic of this meeting is why people don't talk in elevators. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and, and I want you guys listening to do it. And then I want you to send me an email. I'm going to share it with, with Anil as well, because I'm sure Anil wants to hear some of these feedback. But I want to hear the reactions you get. So just shoot me an email, okay? My email, as you probably already know if you're listening to this show, is daniel at danielgeffen.com. 
That's daniel at danielgeffen.com. And just shoot me an email with your elevator experience. In fact, in the subject line, just so I know, uh, put in elevator experience and I'll, I'll definitely read all of them and I'll share them, uh, the best ones with Anil and uh, maybe we'll, maybe I'll do a separate show just to, to talk about that because I think it's awesome. Um, now, and Neil, what other celebrities have you, have you sort of uh, had the pleasure of hanging out with? Um, uh, Paul DeGiorio, uh, who owns uh, um, uh, Cafe Patron. He, he's got a, hmm. an amazing story. Beautiful yeah. soul. Um, I met Adam Sandler in, in um, uh, Malibu. Chuck Liddell at the Playboy Mansion. Um, <clears throat> who, who's that guy who... Uh, went to the moon. Second guy. Um, uh, second. Okay, I, I yeah. But I, you know, I meet a lot of people that I, I don't even know who they are. Uh, <laughs> I was in Toronto and uh, I was being taken backstage around the tennis courts and they said, oh, don't mind him. It, it's Drake and his entourage. And I said, who's Drake? Who's, you know, I didn't know. <laughs> who's and then, Drake? Uh, I got introduced to Pitbull once. I didn't know who he was. Oh, wow. Uh, you didn't know uh, I, you know, it, it doesn't bother me who who they are. What interests me is how caring, loving, uh, uh, joyous, and playful are they. That's what interests me. That's so interesting. And what what would you say is, I guess, the common denominator? I mean, all of these celebrities have obviously been successful in their own right. Like, what would what would you say is the is the, you know, some of the the things that kind of rubbed off on you that you noticed they all had in common? Uh. A, a, a desire and you know none of these people became uh, overnight successes they they did their homework they did their homework they were committed they were committed they were committed they practiced 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 and they had a vision and they they they, they knew what they wanted and they were willing to do whatever it takes to get there and you know people think that uh, there's an overnight success there's not there's no, no such thing as an overnight success you have to practice you have to be ready and that's the thing. You have to be ready. If, if I said to someone, hey, you know, you've got the chance to go on Oprah tomorrow, uh, yeah. would you take it? That a lot, I, I can guarantee 99.9% .9 people say no. So yeah, you have to be ready and you have to be ready mm. to be ready. Are you ready to go on Oprah? I am indeed. You set me up. <laughs> I, I can speak to her in the next five minutes. I'm ready. <laughs> I have, I have what it takes. That's brilliant, really. And by the way, for those listening, and I'm sure, uh, I don't know, my... my my listeners, I think, should know by now, but this, this is completely unscripted. I, I don't have a script. I don't have a list of questions. You know, a lot of podcast shows, um, the hosts send a, qu a list of questions to the guests um, just to prepare them for the show. And with me, I don't, I don't believe in that because I feel like it's so much more authentic and genuine when you just have a conversation. There's no script. There's no questions. Um, nobody's prepared. And it is scary. It's scary as heck because I don't know what I'm going to ask. And you as a guest don't know what I'm going to ask. So it's kind of just completely freestyle. Um, and I, 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 I know it's scarier, it's scarier for you than it is for me. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure, because I've been on both sides of the mic. I've been on podcast shows and I can tell you it's much easier to be on the other side because you're just responding. I mean, you're just sharing stuff, you know, but yeah. asking the questions, you kind of have to really guide it. So um, but you know what? I know an awesome guest because when I when a guest is just so comfortable um, with the conversation, those are the those are the best guests um, and you've been awesome on this, Anil. I mean, really, you, 
you've you, you just you're you're just a real massive inspiration to me and i hope you know to my to the people listening and um the, the other thing i wanted to talk to you about is uh, you wrote a new book called immediate happiness so why should our listeners when they finish listening to this grab that book like what what's in that book because there's so many books on happiness and peace and and love like why should they buy that book well you know when we were born we were never given a manual and this book is a manual why we sabotage our relationships why we get upset how human beings work how do we step up how do we get to a next level what is it that we have to give up and it talks about awareness Awareness gives you clarity. Clarity gives you focus. Focus gives you action. Action gives you results. Mm. And no one teaches us how to pick the perfect partner. You know, we go on this dating facade, and it's always very painful. So this, it's practical. Uh, what I loved about this book is just it's totally practical. You can read one chapter, and then you can implement from that one chapter. Amazing. And where can they get a copy of that book? Um, Amazon. It's it's a bestseller on Amazon. Uh, it's available in Spanish and in in English uh, and American too. <laughs> and American too. Okay. Well, that that link, uh, the Amazon link, will be in the show notes as well. Um, I've got a question here from uh, Facebook. Uh, one of the yeah. one of my friends on Facebook. I, they, I mean, there's a lot of people that ask questions, but like, there's one that I felt that kind of really popped out, um, which I liked. It, he said to he said to ask you his name's david ratchford and he said how do you get under sir richard's skin can he take a beating and after spending so much time with richard is the way he plays tennis the same as how he plays business i love that question um he likes to win but um, <laughs> right you know uh, if he loses he loses it's not a big thing but he he's very competitive and in in the last six months his level of fitness and tennis skills have improved a lot. He went on something called the Virgin's Drive, where he had to walk, cycle, and swim uh, a lot of uh, uh, Italy. Uh, so his fitness levels have improved drastically. But yeah, he, he likes to win, but he's, he's not a sore loser. He's mm. very playful about everything, and I think that's the way he does business. Um, and I never speak business with him. I, the only thing I speak about with him is health and happiness that's it i'm not interested i have nothing to pitch to him i have nothing to sell to him um the only time i asked him to do anything was to to wish my uh, wife a happy birthday and i'm not sure if you've seen that video it's one of the funniest videos uh, that he's ever done oh wow uh, i haven't I'll seen share it. it with you yeah i'll send it to you but yeah really he he's very casual he he uh, he carries a cell phone maybe for 10 minutes in the nine times i've been there and, you know, there was something going on. He had to answer a phone. Mm. Um, he, he likes to take notes. And one of the great things he does, he listens. Whenever uh, anyone says something to him, he will listen. Mm -hmm. No matter what you say to him, he has the patience and humbleness to listen. And, I, and I, what I realize is that he's listening for the gold. Mm. He's listening for one golden nugget, one piece of uh, advice or, or, or a sentence that can change people's lives. He's listening for that. And mm -hmm. that's the secret. If, if you did that in your relationships, if you looked at your wife and your children and you listened for the beautiful things that they're saying, I'm sure your relationships would change. That's incredible. And I tell you, the, the three things I think I've taken out of this, this conversation is <laughs> there's three approaches here. What I, what I find is, is 
what you've said is number one, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to take action. When you, when you get in that elevator, you don't know who's in the elevator. You don't know what's going to come out of the relationship that you build from there. When you, so when you, when you get in there, just go bold. Just ask. Just take action. If you see somebody who you look up to and you think to yourself, nah, he's too busy or she's too busy. They're never going to speak to me. Shut up. Go over there and say, hi, my name is that. I love your stuff, da, 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 and just get into a conversation with them. That's number one. Number two is playfulness. Richard Branson, if you look at how he is, if you look at him as a person, he's always being playful. You look at Tony Robbins, it's the same thing. He's playful. He, he just gets on stage and he enjoys it. Be playful. Do, do things that are different. Do things that are like just don't take yourself so seriously. The thing I love about Anil is when I got on a Skype call with him, he's sitting there with this t-shirt with this goofy looking heart on his, on his heart, which is, it's funny. It's a conversation starter. Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah, people are going to think you're weird. Yes, they will. Who cares? You know, people are going to think you're weird when you do the elevator thing. They're going to think you're weird for the first second, but afterwards, they're going to fall in love with you. You know why? Because you're real. And 99% of the world, they're not. And number three, listen. Once you've got a conversation started, just listen to them. Because people are more interested in talking about themselves than hearing what you have to say. And I guarantee you that if you learn to listen to people, they'll fall in love with you. So those are the three things that I took from it. Um, and Neil, this has been absolutely incredible. What's the best way for my listeners to get in touch with you? Well, if you go on my website, immediatehappiness.com, there's a way to contact me through that. Or mm-hmm. you can just email me, Anil, A-N-I-L, at immediatehappiness.com. And if I could just share one thing, if, if you want to find yes. out how happy you are, uh, there is a, a, a happiness test. It's called uh, myhappinessscore.com. And not only will you get your happiness score, but you'll get detailed breakdown in areas of your life that you need to work on. Hmm. Very cool. So that will be in the show notes as well as all the videos that we mentioned, including the Richard Branson hilarious video that he uh, sent to your wife for her birthday. So <laughs> guys, I urge you to to go on to the show notes. Um, to get to the show notes, all you need to do is go to my website. It's danielgeffen.com and it's forward slash 60. So that's danielgeffen.com forward slash six zero and the show notes will be there um anil this has been a truly happy experience for me and hopefully my listeners um will get the um the happiness uh, what was it the happiness uh questionnaire the, the test score thank you so much for letting me pick your brain today thank you to all my fellow brain pickers I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.